Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... I realized that if we could make giving really, really simple, and then if we and all these businesses could practice giving in the things that they do every day, then we could actually solve and transform so many issues in the world together because there are so many businesses out there. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 249 of Impact Boom. My name's Indio Miles, and I'm passionate about communicating the initiatives and enterprises causing sustainable and positive change globally. Today, we're speaking with Masami Sato. Masami is a two-time TEDx speaker, Amazon best-selling author, winner of Sustainable Business Awards, and the founder of a global giving movement, B1G1. Masami was born in Japan, but her desire to expand her horizons took her on a global journey. She became deeply concerned about the inequalities and other challenges that existed in the world. Since then, she has endeavoured to create real win-win connections across all cultures, people and organisations to realise a different world. She's been a serial entrepreneur since 2001, starting and running several commercial enterprises, all aiming to transform the way businesses are operated today. And by taking a completely new look at the power of giving, she founded B1G1, Buy One, Give One in 2007. On today's podcast, we will discuss B1G1's mission to foster giving back through innovative philanthropy practices, Masami's life experiences leading to her becoming a serial entrepreneur, and the concept of happiness-centered business and its importance to citizens globally. Masami, thank you very much for joining us. It's fantastic to be speaking to you today. <laughs> Hi, India. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. It's our pleasure to have you. So to start off, could you please share a bit about your background and what led you to working in the social enterprise sector? Well, <laughs> well, actually, when I first started out, there, I, I didn't know a term, you know, such as social enterprise. I think, you know, business concept has been there all the time. So when I was growing up in Japan, I used to help in my grandparents' family business. So that was kind of my entry point into the world of business. <laughs> But then I had an opportunity to travel around the world after I finished studying in Japan. And during that period, I had a lot of questions. And I was curious. I was a very shy person, but I was very curious about what was happening in the world. So mm. actually, like, there are certain things that didn't make sense to me when I was traveling because I realized that there are lots of things happening in the world that was kind of unimaginable in my own community or country. For example, children like begging on the street and not going to school. 
<clears throat> or people with physical disability not having access to support and healthcare. Or, so I questioned, like, whilst I enjoyed so much about connecting with people and experiencing so many different things in the world, there was, was this pending question in my mind about what we were all trying to do as human beings, like working hard. My parents were working really hard in growing the Japanese economy and working hard to climb the corporate ladder. My father was doing that. So even though materi- in the material, like our family was starting to get better off with that hard work, but there seems to be lack of a sense of you know, satisfaction, happiness, connection. And so when I was traveling in the world and seeing the real poverty or things that didn't make sense to me, I questioned you know, why are we all trying hard to do something when there were so, so many problems that we had to solve. So that was kind of beginning of my journey. <laughs> and when I became a mother, actually, in my 20th, I, for the first time, thought about doing something rather than just wondering and questioning. So that's when I started my very first business and I became a business owner. And at that time, about 20 years ago, I started a food company because I believed in, I loved food. And I also believed that the food brought people together and that kind of connected us. So I wanted to create a successful food company so that I can give healthy eating options to busy working people and families, but at the same time wanted to give the profit away so that I could do something about the street children and perhaps one day build a soup kitchen so that I could feed and help educate street children in certain countries. So that was how I started my first venture. But eventually, that took me on the journey as an entrepreneur and business owner, working hard for about like five years. And one day, I stopped and you know, running this like food production company, distributing food product to many retail stores in Australia back then. I questioned what I was doing. And then I thought, like, wow, I worked for five years so hard, but then I wasn't doing anything meaningful because. I was always busy, you know, never had enough time or business was growing, but we weren't making enough profit to give significantly. So that was the moment when I had the idea that instead of trying to do something big, what if we just did something small, which was to give a meal for every meal we sold. And we came up with the idea of buy one, give one model. So it's been 14 years since then. And today, B1G1 is a global giving initiative, working with thousands of businesses. And those businesses are making great impacts every day through what they are doing. Wow, Masami, that's a very powerful journey that you've experienced. And that's brought you to establishing B1G1. And it's a global enterprise, and it demonstrates what you call the power of giving. So for our audience, Mm -hmm. what does the power of giving mean to you, Masami? Right. So just to clarify why the food business turned into a global giving initiative, the fact that I realized that the business owners like me, and I knew many other business owners who cared about lots of different issues, I realized that if we could make giving really, really simple, 
And then if we and all these businesses could practice giving in the things that they do every day, then we could actually solve and transform so many issues in the world together because there are so many businesses out there. You know, just by looking around, then you notice that in your house, in your office, there are so many things or so many services we use. And these businesses exist and do what they do every day. So I realized that giving has been traditionally happening through charitable causes, but then we haven't managed to solve all the problems. <laughs> and the reason why is because only a significant change in the world or in, in our life or in our work can happen through changing the habit rather than doing just one big thing one, once off. So I realized that there is a power in this model of giving. And then at that time, I decided to sell my own food company in Australia and move to Singapore to start the B1G1 as a social enterprise and also a global giving initiative to help many other businesses to exercise this way of giving. And then looking back, you know, even though I was just one business owner and then started to talk to several other business owners and they resonated with the idea and then they started to give and, and so many more businesses joined us in the last, you know, 14 years. And together, those businesses, even though many of them are small businesses, they together collectively created over 200 million giving impacts in all of the giving categories, like giving access to water, providing education providing women microloans or giving books to library. So I think the power of giving is <laughs> undeniable. And also, if we think about why giving is so powerful, is because human being has so much creativity and so much power, like our technology has the power to transform many things. But only when we come from the desire to give, desire to add value, desire to solve problem for others. When we have this like spirit of giving, we actually have all the power that's required to solve all the problems. So that's why I think the power of giving exists in small things and coming together. And if every business, every person can align to create a sustainable world together, then there's nothing that's impossible for us to solve. That's a very interesting foundational concept there for B1G1 kind of as a whole, that's me. And it kind of also speaks to your journey and your experiences as a globetrotter and when you traveled quite a lot at the beginning of your career. So what do you believe are the greatest challenges from your experience as a globetrotter in forging long-lasting bonds between diverse cultures, nations, and societies? Well, it's a big question. <laughs> However, and it's an important question. However, I think the answer lies in something small and then somewhere very close to us. And actually, Mother Teresa once said that the problems in this world is that we set our family circles too small. That's what she said. And I totally agree with this because when you look at traditional communities or even like farming communities, and I, when I was younger, I learned a lot from farmers because I went to work with farmers in my traveling days as well. Mm -hmm. And it's quite interesting because sustainability and connectedness in communities happen very naturally when we actually see each other as a part of our family unit. And because then we will be making decisions 
or we will be creating harmony or we yeah. will be helping each other in a very, very natural way without having rigid regulations <laughs> or a very smart way to analyze and create the outcome. Like families exist all this time <laughs> everywhere and we naturally create this harmonious environment. And not all the families are always perfect. There are lots of issues in families as well. But if we think about the natural concept, you know, simple concept of being a family, then apply that same philosophy or thinking in our global community, then I think we can all reflect on that and think like, why are we doing this? Like, maybe this doesn't make sense. Maybe we can actually work together in a new way. Because the truth is that this world can only thrive and last and sustain when we can take care of each other. And we know this very much through the pandemic as well. No, I, I love that concept. That's a really, really beautiful takeaway that you've got there. Very amazing. And as I was just saying then, Masami, you've had a wonderful journey that's led you to founding B1G1. And if you were maybe from this experience going to give advice to an aspiring social entrepreneur coming from humble beginnings, what would it be for you? Mm, I think the most important learning for me was the power of small and starting with something small, but do it now, because it's so easy to go like, oh, I'm not ready to do this. Yeah. <laughs> or, like I need to be more successful before I can do something. Or, so, so many people, yeah, think like about the delaying, you know, what they want and they feel like they're not ready yet. But if we think that they, actually we don't need to do big things immediately, <laughs> we can start the small, then small things can be done like right away and every day. And that there is so much power. So I think basically like reflecting on the power of small and starting something now is one important thing that we could exercise more of. That's a really, really good and very succinct, Masami. And I do want to actually just explore something a bit deeper as well. I was talking to you before and you mentioned that a bunch of organizations you've worked with have begun adopting this power of small and making changes and giving back. So could you maybe tell us about some of these inspiring projects or initiatives that you have come across recently that are creating a positive mm. social change? Mm. Well, like there are so many examples in both business side and causes side because we work with businesses and connect them with causes, you know, high impact causes, and then that's create impact. So let me just give you a quick example in both areas. So one is the business. So there are lots of businesses that joined us along the way. And not all of these businesses were ready to give a lot, <laughs> you know, already very successful. Mm. But that's why it's very, very special. And one company, for example, was a lady who was running a fashion business, but selling like, you know, small amount of fashion items at weekend farmers market. <laughs> and then, but she resonated with the B1G1 concept and decided that she wanted every product that she sold to make a positive impact. And she, wow. she decided that it would go to education of girls who are at risk of being trafficked. Mm -hmm. So she decided to give tuition 
lessons to those girls for every product that she sold. And what happened was, I wouldn't say, you know, giving was the only factor of her success, but what happened was that through the giving spirit she had, she focused on that sense of purpose in her company. And then she grew her business and she now has an official fashion outlet, but her online business, fashion business boomed. And now that she is giving so much more, she said to us that actually holding that purpose and the giving in her business was something that matters the most in her business journey. So that's very inspiring to hear this over the years. Another side is the giving side. And in the B1G1 space, we have many projects, like we have more than 500 carefully selected projects listed so that every business could give any amount from one cent, but still create a tangible impact with every giving. So one example of creative approach that create more impact than what's on the face value is this. So for example, if you imagine a tree, and then you would think like planting tree would be good for that environment yeah and good for the community and it is but then when you plant this mango tree in this community in kenya what it does is this grafted mango tree will actually grow up within let's say five years or so to full maturity and start producing the fruits and if family has two of these mango trees, then they can sell the fruit to fund the school education cost of a child for the entire year. And why this matters so much is that Kenya suffered from the HIV issue. And then so many children actually lost parents. And there were thousands of orphans in those communities. And instead of sending those children to institution, you know, orphanages or institution, this organization realized that it's best to keep the children in the communities, within the communities, and so that the children can stay with distant relatives or neighbors and grow up where they are. So, but the problem is that those families don't have enough income to actually keep those kids and send them to school. So by actually helping families plant these fruit trees, they can make sure that they would have enough income to continue to send the children to school. So that kind of like transforms many things in those communities just by giving mango trees. And mango trees could be like, you know, a few dollars to plant, but the impact, Mm. long-term impact of that is massive. So this is just one example of how impactful your giving can be. Well, those are multiple really amazing stories there. And as you said, it's very clear the flow on impacts that come out of the giving back, as you've talked about for this episode. So to finish off, Masami, what books or resources would you recommend for our listeners? I was thinking about that. And then I think one thing I would highly recommend is for anybody who hasn't watched the David Attenborough's latest documentary called A Life on Our Planet. I think it would be really worthwhile for you to watch it because, you know, David Attenborough is one of my heroes, for <laughs> sure. But you know, not only because I really get the love that he has for the natural world and for this planet. But this documentary program really highlighted the issues that we are facing in a very realistic way. But at the same time, it gives us hope that we actually can now come together to do something about. So yeah, yeah. this is not a book, but I think it would be something that you would enjoy watching oh, together with your family or friends. 
Definitely. Really, really like that there. That's a fantastic recommendation. And that will be linked in the article at the end for our listeners to be able to have a look at, along with all of those initiatives and projects that you've already covered and your body of work yourself. So Masami, we're coming to the end of our interview. Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your generous insights with us and our listeners. You're doing wonderful work and we are looking forward to seeing the power of giving that you get to exemplify in the future. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.